Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie Radio on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's where my man Patrick uh, plays jams that are supposed to give us clues and hints as to what the new theme of the day is. But pretty simple today. We all got it. Um, it is a, a tribute to... Cinco de Mayo, which is happening tomorrow, but of course, celebrating a little bit early right here on Ball Don't Lie. And this is. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah this I, is I really didn't reckon. Okay, there you go. This is the band War. Self explanatory. Uh, Texture says Major- Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, we can't forget for you uh, Star Wars fans out there, it is a Star Wars related holiday. It is, yeah, May the 4th. May the 4th, 4th be with you. Yes. Yes, so don't forget about that. I believe Craig Way is the Star Wars nerd of record on our airways. I don't think anybody surpasses his Star Wars nerddom. Yeah, he, I, I go with that. He's deep. You know, he's deep into it. I'm not deep. I've seen all of. Have you even seen all the Star Wars, Harsh? N- I'm, I'm the early ones. Absolutely. This the oh, ones that kept up to I all the, and then the spinoffs. I was and, part of Star Wars, you know, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. But yeah, you all kept that. Up. I'm all of that. But all that new stuff, I'm not. I tried to get my kids to watch. <laughs> they it. don't I like tried, it. No, not it. You know, really interesting. Oh, and I do want to give you this. Uh oh. So DJ, we were talking this morning about. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh, oh. what do you say? In the conversation that you and Chad were having about it, he's kind of in that realm. He was like, man, I don't like what Marvel's been doing lately, man. <laughs> I was like, bro, let's just go see the movie. He was like, it was good last time, so I'll go check it out this time. But I'm telling you. He's concerned you, about the overall Marvel yeah, universe. Yeah, he was trying to break it all down. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, man, get out of my car, man. Get, go, go, to, go to school. Go to school. Overall, I'm, I'm just concerned. Yeah, in, in he was ma- like, In man, a macro sense, Dad, yeah, about he's, he's whether... Like, I'm just the, not feeling this right I'm just not sure where the macro, where the universe is yeah. going right I'm now. getting old too yeah. fast. Yeah. Man, I'm just worried yeah. about my childhood memories being ruined yeah. by yeah. my newer childhood memories. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, me and Chad, we're getting... Because we are nerds when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. But good to know. DJ's also a Yo, nerd. He's, like he's in with y'all, man. He's 100% in. I like that. I like that. That's why I like... He's one of these. He's an athletic, popular nerd, though. So yeah, yeah he's all that. Yeah, so yeah. he's got all that going for him. That's yeah. pretty good. Try to try, tell him later on, don't be ashamed of being a nerd, man. Nerds rule the world. Um, we've Believe me, that's what later the preacher on, that's is. What you learn. Somebody picking on you for being a nerd, take yeah. pride in it. Yeah, because you're going to be hiring them one exactly. day. <laughs> exactly. You're going to be That's exactly what I told him. I'm yeah. like, man, they're going to be uh, wanting a job from you. All y'all little nerdy now. kids out there, hey, you being good. nerds. You good, man. Yeah. Yeah, take pride in it. Okay. Stay away from them AIs, though. Stay away from them. Oh, them chatbots out <laughs> there, there, man. There you go. Don't hey, stay away they're from them. They're trying to take your job. That's why they're striking right now. There it is. That's why the writers are striking. All right. Patrick, have you seen all the Star Wars? I saw the first, of course, the first three. And then the newer, I saw episodes one and three. Man, and so then I've, I've checked out. Okay, I'm so done. basically, you've seen yeah. less. You've seen less than half. You're like yeah, Aaron, right. Rod- <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Well, now there's like forty of them. Yes, there's the t- they're actually they're not, and, not, not and they're hats, spinoffs. Hats off to Disney for making it where I'm the jerk for not watching it. Where when I grew up, you were the jerk for watching it. Yeah, you're the nerd. Yeah, you're yeah, the nerd. The nerd. Yeah. And now, yeah. and now, like I'm like oh, I'm just not really into it. Like, what's wrong with you? You <laughs> suck. You don't like it? I'm like, no. no it's, not my thing. <laughs> Enjoy it. I don't care. No, I mean, no they I don't really did. They, they, Disney they, flipped it. They did. They really. They, they, that's a great point because I actually reading an article about how the the Star Wars themed Legos, yeah, like yep, helped yep. save Lego. 
because it became such a big thing to have the Star Wars theme like Legos and then they started doing like themes of all types of stuff like themes of well, the merchandise Lord of the and Rings and the, so but I think it started with the Star Wars themed Legos and they were like man people like these themes of Legos let's mm-hmm. go with these yeah. themes and then they from then point on it just t- took off and the yeah. merchandise for Star Wars that was a whole deal with Spaceballs when Mel Brooks oh, was doing it he asked Spaceballs. he asked George Lucas if he could do it and he was like you can do it but you cannot sell any merch cuz oh. I don't want it to get messed up with our merch Okay. It's like, I don't want you to sell any, you know, any toys or anything, because that'll get messed in with our toys, and I don't want, like, that's where we make our money for real, is the toys now. <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of Spaceballs, too. Uh, t- they never, they never, they never made a sequel, did they? No. Spaceballs? I, d- I don't remember no, seeing I don't that. Think they I don't did. think so. They, you know, good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Because it would have, you know, it would have degraded the entire brand and the product, but uh, Texter says, Captain Kirk could kick Han Solo's ass. <laughs> there, yeah, Trekkies don't like the Star Wars. Star Wars and Trekkies, very hey, different. Look, most, most people are yes. fine with both. And yeah, yeah, this is true. I don't think there's too many that are really one-sided, but there are some. No, it's like there the, are some. No, it's like the Marvel uh, DC universe. Yep, like yep, Mar- yep. DC can't. people are like, oh, man, the, you know, the DC and Marvel. Yeah, yeah you think, can't flip that screw. Yeah, like some people mix it up. It's like, <gasps> It's like offensive, like yeah. blasphemy. Like, don't mix up those universes. What are it's you talking like, about? That's Batman, like people, yeah. Superman, different that's people who are like, oh, I watch college football, but I can't watch the NFL. I'm like, I like football. That's yeah. me too. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I guess. Do I prefer? I don't prefer one to the other. Really. I mean, I guess. I may talk about one more than the other, but I, but no. But I enjoy watching both. There's no point where I'm going to be like, I'm picking a side. Yeah, I like both. I like. I'm with you. Man, football to me is like sex. It's even when it's bad, it's good. <laughs> yeah, but I won't watch really. The, I'm gonna watch the AFL a lot. And like, no, I haven't. I don't watch like, so. because there's other thing like that. That is, there's. It's not appointment viewing. If it's on, I will watch it. Like if it's on in the room and I'm not doing anything, I'll be watching that. But yeah, I, it's not appointment viewing by any means. Yeah, it is for gamblers. Gam- it, it, <laughs> it is for gamblers. gamblers That's right. Watching it, I ain't got enough money to be that. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> hey, uh, if I keep betting this way, I won't have enough money to do it either. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out! All right, uh, let's get to the NBA here, gentlemen. Uh, let's y'all want to pr- let's preview first, actually, and then we can uh, get to the review of these Celtics because that was a bl- it was just a bludgeoning. Yeah, I mean, they was. just there's not really a lot to cover in that match. Really the not. Celtics just beat down the 76ers, and actually, um, and Joel Embiid did play uh, early on, but he faded fast. But we'll get into that uh, that Celtics win. Let's talk about the Lakers and the Warriors, gentlemen. Game two. And do we think this is uh, a bounce back game for the Warriors? And how do they adjust to what the uh, the, the the game plan was for the Lakers? Because we talked about it yesterday ad nauseum. The Golden State Warriors were invited by the Lakers to shoot the three point shot. Patrick talked about it. They gave them lots of space, a ton of space, and the Golden State Warriors kept you know chunking it up, and they did. By the way, this is the most prolific three point shooting team and the best three point shooting team arguably in history. They went twenty one of fifty three, so right under forty percent from three point range. They actually outscored the Lakers by forty five points. From three-point range, because the Lakers were just 6 of 25. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Rita Williams, size, Cardi B, size, making the Stallion size. But the Lakers were plus 20 uh, from behind the free-throw line. And they also were plus 26 in points in the paint. In a nutshell, that is your game. Yeah. So if the Warriors can hit a couple of more three-pointers and maybe go to the free-throw line a little bit more, they had a chance to win that game. Well, I'm just going to tell you this. What I strongly believe the Warriors need to do, they need to start attacking the the lane and seeing if they can get free throws. If they can get to the free throw line more times than what they did last time, because the difference was seven. I mean, five points, man. And you only shot six free throws. 
So that's a difference that needs to be attacked, and I don't know how you do it. I think Draymond Green has to be another big part of what they're doing because of the fact he can get to the free throw line. He's a physical presence. Uh, Looney played great. He did great the last time, but that's not what they needed. Who is going to be able to offset and push Anthony Davis out? I think the the the, mm. the Warriors have to be able to continue to play, get to the free throw line, but also offset uh, Anthony Davis. We talked about it. If Anthony Davis has a good series, it's going to be over for the Warriors. If he doesn't, and you, we get the second version of Anthony Davis that we normally see in game two, he plays great one game, plays bad the next game. Almost like we, what we saw with Philadelphia. Philadelphia, go out there, they get a big win on the road, and then they get smacked in the face in the second game. Mm-hmm. So that will be the part. How are you going to offset Anthony Davis but most importantly, get to the rim. Get some calls near the rim. Yeah, that's a good point because, um, you know, last that, that game against Sacramento, game seven against Sacramento, we just just take Steph, for instance, because yep. we talked about Steph being a great ball handler. He can always find a way to get into the paint, to penetrate, um, and then be able to get shots at the rim. He had 12 shots in the paint in Game 7 versus Sacramento, and he was 8 of 12. He was phenomenal. He only had six of those in Game 1 versus the Lakers, and he was 2 of 6. So it is eight. I mean, really about uh, Anthony Davis and his presence in the paint. I mean, he has just been able to deter a ton of shots and then got his – I mean, he had four blocks on top of that, but I don't know if they keep up with it. I'm sure there's some advanced stat about it, Patrick. You might know because you watch a lot of NBA. But the, the number of shots he just deters, Yeah, it, it, it's, it's through the roof. Yeah, I mean, no they can, you can look into what their percentage is when he's the prime defender, when he's a help defender. They have numbers for all that. I don't know what they are uh, off the top of my head. But I, I think that this also goes into, for the Warriors, if you just take the emotion out of the game, and, you know, the Warriors are one of those teams you want them to be having fun because that death lineup they used to have that would run away with games, they, it did work in that in the fourth quarter. They, they were able to come back and, and make a run. Part of that was they pulled Vanderbilt out of that game and the Lakers were taking some bad shots, but you just have to take smarter shots. They took so many bad shots in that game, so many shots where Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole's feet weren't set. Right, they weren't they weren't direct facing the basket. Just stuff they know, and for whatever reason, thought they were too good to need to do that. And they lowered their percentage of of makes by exponentially throughout the game to just keep putting up these bad bad shots. So you need to fix that first and foremost. And this is a big game for the Warriors because if you don't fix that problem, and we know there's already beef between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, Ooh, man. and both those guys had problems in that game, and we we saw in the in the first round where Draymond Green tried to say something to Jordan Poole and he walked past him, and Steph tried to stop him to be like, "Hey, man, you need to talk to Draymond." He was like, "No." Right. We we <laughs> yeah. saw that in the first round where where Jordan Poole basically ignored the veterans. You could see this team start to unravel a little bit if they go down 0-2 at home and Jordan Poole is trying to play Steph Ball again in this game. And I think that's where Steve Kerr would have to start benching him and start playing a Kaminga more or start playing somebody else more in that lineup just to to counteract that, yeah, Jordan Poole's going to hit some, but we can't have him missing big shots for us because those are just as – they don't it, it all evens out. Yeah, you know, like self-inflicted. Yeah, when, damage. like, and especially yeah. when you're open five feet closer, yeah. and you just don't want to take the shot in rhythm, and all you gotta do is dribble up and shoot in rhythm, and you're gonna shoot sixty percent of those threes. 
Jordan Poole would. Instead, you're sideways throw, lofting balls at the basket, which is a 20% shot. Yeah. It's just, it was just silly to see that so much throughout the game because we can look at it and Anthony Davis had a great game. LeBron didn't. Right. He had a good game. Right. But, he had a, but in LeBron's standards, it's not what they need to have. So if you say we, we've got LeBron where he's not 100% playing at his top game, we need to stand off of him and make him a shooter because he's just been shooting really bad in these playoffs. And, you know, that is you can't stand too far off him because if he starts hitting, the series is over. Right. Like mm. you there is that like push shove where you have to go. Yeah, but look, if we let him get off, make it's him, over. Make him prove it. But you has, gotta win this game. Yeah, because if you're going O two on the road to LA and now your you. team is starting to get beat up and Draymond Green realizes, man, Anthony Davis is owning me. Like I'm not doing anything in this and LeBron is owning me. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. It's a big game for, for the Warriors. I think they come back and bounce back and win because they're just that good of a team, and they know all the things I just said. I would lag off of LeBron, honestly, and let him shoot. Yeah. I, I I love LeBron. You guys know that, but LeBron has been miserable from three-point range, and he hasn't been great from like that, you know, from, from mid-range either. He's been at his best when he's getting to the rim yeah. in, in the paint. And I I would lag off of him and let him shoot. If he gets hot, all right, we change our approach, right. we adjust quickly. But let, <laughs> let LeBron shoot, and he'll try your best to neutralize AD, get him the hell out of the game. Yeah. How you do that? That's what you got to figure out. That was the first game in the history of the Warriors organization that they lost when they hit more than fifteen. They hit fifteen plus more three pointers than their opponent. Right, and that's the crazy thing about it. Because they didn't get to the free throw line. Yeah. I think that's going to be the biggest impact. Because think about it, man. You you sit there, and yes, you're shooting all those threes. You're knocking them down. But every time, what, what they give up? 60 points in the paint? I mean, that was one of the things, too. Something like 54. that. 54. 54. Okay. 54. So you're giving up all those points in the paint, and you're shooting all these threes, but you're not getting those cheap points either. The free throw line points. You get you lost by five points, and that should have been the conversation. Attack, and one of the texters said it perfectly. Andrew Wiggins needs to attack the rim as well. He keeps shooting all these threes standing in a corner. When you're one of the longest, most athletic guys on the squad, you have to go in there and put pressure on the – foul out some of those guys. Draw some fouls. Draw some fouls and foul those guys out. Spend most of your time at the free throw line because what that also does – it slows the game down where you can catch your breath. If you're not shooting free throws and you're running up and down the floor the entire time, especially after Steph had to go for 50 to get you even into that first game, you, I know he likes to run around and he can, he's very consistent and he's in great shape, but even late in the season, you tired. You tired. Mm-hmm. And you have to get some help from the ancillary players. You said it. LeBron's not even having a great run right now from the three-point land, and he's still shooting it, let him keep shooting it, but make sure that AD doesn't get extra shots. Yeah, man, if you get AD in foul trouble, they don't – like, I know they have other big men on this roster, and some of them went to Texas, but Darvin yeah. Ham does not feel good playing them. Not Clearly. at all. Not at all. So if Anthony Davis goes – is out, they don't really have a bunch of – Rui Echimura is basically your next big man up. And he's been very quiet. But I'm just saying, Looney's going to have 45 rebounds if Anthony Davis gets in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting every mm-hmm. shot because he, Kevin Looney, he's a great offensive rebounder. And if you take out basically the only other big who's bumping with him, 
Yeah. So you have to attack early to see if you can even get him in foul trouble. If you're if you don't get calls, then yeah, you're gonna have to kind of go back You'll adjust and adjust to it. Yeah. But you have to early in this game make a point. Hey, let's at least if we can get him one early, he has to play more careful. Yep. And if, man, if we get him too early, it's our game, yep. right? And you you won't know that if you don't at least if try to be try. aggressive and penetrate. I'm with that. It, it, they have to remedy that issue of the six free throw. They were five or six. Six yep. free throws, and you're right, hard. They shoot, yeah, man. You shoot eight more free throws, you win the game. You win the game. <laughs> that is that is a solid glass half empty, a glass half full. They were five of six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They shot six free throws. Yeah. No, I, I, I was critiquing a, a young man's uh, game tape uh, last year, and I said, "Say, man, you make a lot of plays when you're around the football. You need to be around the football." Thank more, you. Though. That's like, it. You're great when you're around the football. Yeah. Get around the football more. Yeah. Spend uh, more time yeah. around the football. So get to the basket more. If I'm yep. with the Warriors, so the Warriors, it was a it's. It, you rarely see a game where the Warriors have 30 assists. They took 14 more shots than the Lakers, had 15 more three-pointers made than the Lakers, had fewer than 10 turnovers, still lost a game. Unbelievable. It's, it is one of the kind of most improbable losses that the Warriors have Strange. had. Strange. Yeah, but I think, I think honestly, I think their adjustment is going to be, I think, I think Steph's going to play a little bit more, and yeah. I think Clay's going to play a little bit more, and they're going to try to force, to Patrick's point, try to get AD – in foul trouble they got early to. on and try to see because AD played 44 minutes. Right. And that's the other part. He played 44 minutes. How how healthy is he going to be? How refreshed is he going to be? One of the things you're going to pay attention to, watch their shots early in the game. Watch Anthony Davis' shots. See if they have their legs. Mm-hmm. And that will tell you everything that you need to know. And, and, and we'll say they at least had a few games off before this. Warriors had a seven-game series that rolled straight into this. Like there's a good chance that somewhere in there one of these one or two of these guys really start to show the effects of not having a break here in the playoffs. But they're gonna be fine if they do not play any physical basketball in the next yeah. couple of days. You just lose. But uh you you have plenty of energy if you're like, Oh no, we're just gonna shoot threes. Yeah. And do that all day. Yeah. yeah. And that way like, you do that all day, you're gonna be down all two. Because uh, that I it will, it's gonna you know be what? quick. I can't I can't say that 'cause they can they can do what they did last game, but they still have to supplement with some of their, their scoring with either getting to the free throw line or getting to the basket or getting in the paint. That's what they honestly they can go twenty one of what were they, twenty one of fifty three. They can go yep. they can do that again. No doubt. But they still have to have some presence offensively in the paint because the uh the downside of that is that basically A D dominates the paint. Right. And you have in, what happened just now happens where you only had six free throws in that game. One thing to think about though, because Steph played thirty eight minutes, Clay played thirty seven minutes. Um, I think Wiggins was at 34 and Draymond was at 34. I think all of their minutes increase, probably by not by a lot, but like maybe just a minute or two. Right. And like I said, if you can get AD, hey, LeBron played 40 minutes, and that's a lot of minutes for, for be a big minute for old guys. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure they're going to be fine, but I think if you're, you're St- Steve Kerr, you want them to play a minute or two less, and you want your guys to play a minute or two more, your main guys, your main stars, because the truth is that's the margin for error in this game. I mean, you were right there after that 14-0 run uh, in the fourth quarter. You were right there and then turns out end up losing by five. So I think we're still going to end up having uh, a heavyweight fight pretty much going back and forth between these two teams. Keep in in mind, though, getting back to the foul uh, discrepancy between these two teams, how lopsided it was. The Lakers, in the regular season, were the third best team in the NBA at drawing fouls. Yeah. Um, and they fouled the least often of any team in the NBA. On the flip side of that, the Warriors 
Uh, they got to the line less often than 28 teams, so not a ton, um, and they fouled their opponents more than average. So it did track with what the kind of identity of both of these teams have been during the regular season. I just think it was extreme in game one, and the Warriors need to make sure it's not as a, not, not that drastic in no game doubt. two. No doubt. It's going to be big to, to mm-hmm. see how they do this. Because here's the biggest question for me. Steve Kerr, you're a champion. Darvin mm-hmm. Ham is not. What is the chess match that we're going to be playing here? You should be able to adjust to this quickly and make sure that you are the one that is uh, leading this team. Yes, you got Steph Curry. Yes, you have Klay Thompson. You got Draymond. Guys that are very intelligent basketball players. But how are you going to adjust to this? Darvin Ham did win a championship with the Bucs. He was an assistant, but he did win a championship with the Bucs. I'll give him that. Okay, I'll give him it. Right. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give him a little bit. I'll give him a little I, bit. Like Steve Kerr's still a better coach. Yeah. I will I'm just some, say some. I will give a little respect to Darvin Ham. Right. There's one thing about great coaching, especially in the playoffs. It's going to win you a game, maybe a game or two. In the playoffs, most of the time it's just superstar talent, your star stepping up in clutch time, making big plays. But we've seen, hell, go look at the Miami Heat, all right, because it's Jimmy Butler pretty much. But then, man, between Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra, you got a great coach and you got a star talent. Miami is overachieving, we all agree, and a lot of that's because of great coaching. Exactly. So I'm with you on Steve Kerr. Yeah, he's got to step gonna, it up. If he's going to be responsible for a, a win here or there, maybe game two is it where they, they get that schematic advantage and or that tactical advantage from Steve Kerr. And it's a home game, and you already know how your team performs on the road. It's not a good look for your team. So you can't, like you said, you can't be down 0-2 and then going to L.A. and thinking you're going to go over there and win two of those games. They've won two games in the playoffs on the road, right? Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not I know, I'm it's not, crazy. But, but they only won 11 all season, regular young, season. They young team two. that don't know how to yeah. win versus LeBron and his savant fair. mind that's fair. on the road that's saying, okay, if we can knock these dudes out, we can rest a little bit. True. Because we still believe, I mean, we'll get into it, but I believe that Denver is about to put uh, the Suns out of their misery, especially if uh, Chris Paul's not going to be there. Uh, so you yeah. sit there and you're yeah. looking at that, and it was like, okay, they're going to rest. We need to get them to a position to rest. Now all of that hinges on what happens tonight and then going on the road because, like we said, their track record on the road this season, just this season, has not been that no, great. Really, they lose. LeBron smells blood. Exactly. And you don't want LeBron smelling yeah. blood. And, again, <laughs> I, I, there, there's a lot of internal strife if you drop two right. games that you go, oh, no, we make mistakes in those games. The Sacramento games, you can go, man, they, you know, they're young and hard. We're coming back. We're a better team. This is one where you just sit there and go, I don't even, man, like we're costing. We, yeah. we, 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 how are we missing all these threes? And we're taking dumb shots. And we're playing, and you're playing bad, and you're playing yep, bad, and then yep. fingers start pointing. They already ready to fight over there on that bench. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, you would hope that uh, Steph could be the calming influence there, but I, I agree with you guys. I think there would be a lot of tension with that group. Yeah, and, I mean, you got Wiggins has only been back with the team for a couple weeks now. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd mostly be from Draymond because Draymond's going to have some angst for somebody, and it, it's likely going to be directed at Poole. And, and, and isn't Draymond <laughs> trying to get a contract, too, in this the year that Draymond so he, is, he has an option, right? He has a player yeah. option after this year. However, he wants to make more than what that player option is. Yeah. So we don't know how he is going to and approach so this negotiation. So you still got that too, um, right? But so you does, know you're going to talk about he, it. On I, his he, I think podcast. he's making around yeah. 25 next season, but he wants to be making more than that. So I don't know if he's going to just accept that he's not going to get paid that. We heard Dylan Brooks wants to make more than 25. Wants to make around 25. <laughs> 
Yeah. So all these guys want to make more money. The question is, when they realize that that is not an option, are they willing to take less? Are they going to Stephon Marbury it over to to Shanghai? Mm. Okay, so let me ask you this. Wow. If you had to pay one of them, oh. who would it be? If you, no, yeah. Okay. I'm pay somebody to be dreaming. I'm not paying Dylan Brooks. Even with Dylan, even with Dylan pay Brooks being younger? I'm Brooks saying is, you have to. You have to pay Dylan one Brooks of is them. Not, I mean, he just he's he wants to be a three and D guy, but he don't have no three, so he's he, just a D. Yeah. No, and no, then the no, no, D he is, doesn't want to be a three and D guy. He wants to be more than a three and D guy. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he is a three and D guy, but Without he's not a three. a three, so he's just a D guy. And he yeah. wants to be more than that. He wants to be a handle the ball every play. I can be the franchise player guy. It's talent dysmorphia, like. I don't understand how he. I would just take the loss, sir. That he. <laughs> what do you? What, what do you look at when you watch film of exactly. yourself? Do you believe that you could be a guy that handles the rock more? You want to be the focal point of an offense? That's yeah. crazy. And be real with yourself. You should be trying to be a three and D guy. Like that yes. should be your yeah. goal. No, and then want, you accomplish that, then you can be something else. He like, wants yeah. to be a triple double guy. Yep, dude. You, yeah. Like I said, he. he Three and D guy without the three. Yeah. So he's just a D. And then he talks so much trash. Now he's just a D bad. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's where that's where the D is that's right the D now. Is the D, D stands for something else. Yeah. Exactly. Unfortunately. Uh, all right. Uh, what you got coming up on Hard Knock Life? Well, there's more to the story that I gave you yesterday about the oh, Alabama baseball team. I saw that. And I'm going to continue it because there was more information that was leaked today, Mm-mm. and it does seem like it gets worse every single day. And somebody had to pay the price. It wasn't going to get better. It was not going <laughs> to get better. All right, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I heard, I saw that. This is uh, going to be good stuff. You want to tune in for Heartstock Life coming up next right here on Ball Don't Long on wonderful Nine Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. But in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to the new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. And the theme was, you know, Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. So everybody go out there and have a good time. But be responsible. Don't go out there and get too crazy. It's your boy, Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter, at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man, Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass, at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show, so continue to hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And if you were with us yesterday, we got a chance to talk about a situation involving gambling at the college level. Now, we all know that we have a lot of fun when we talk about my bookie and and do all the different things, but we never really talk about college baseball gambling and how lines are affected and and where people go to do all this stuff. We're normally talking about football, basketball, and we always tell you do that responsibly as well. Well, somebody that's not doing it responsibly seems to be the University of Alabama's head baseball coach, Mm -hmm. uh, Brad Bohannon. There's a story that came out yesterday talking about the fact of there was some suspicious activity involving the Alabama baseball team during one of its games against LSU. LSU, we talked about that yesterday, How is the number one team in the country, and they've been it for at least 12 weeks this year. I got a chance to call their games earlier this year at the Round Rock Classic, Carbock Round Rock Classic, and they're a very talented team, but they've lost some games. They're not going through undefeated. 
Well, there was some suspicious activity involving a game against Alabama six days ago. And with that being said, you know, the baseball coach, uh, Brad Bohannon, Mm -hmm. was fired today. He got let go today by Alabama. And we were talking about it and trying to figure out there, what would you say, Rod? There has to be some degrees of separation Mm -hmm. depending on how this wager was made. For those that don't know, also, Ohio – uh, Ohio's Casino Control Commission shut down all bets that were involving Alabama. You could not bet on Alabama uh, baseball at all. And everybody was kind of curious about it. And, you know, you got to let stories kind of play out mm-hmm. and see what happens. There was no comment. Everything was, they're just off our books until further investigation. Well, during this further investigation, it was – Brought to, uh, it was noticed on sportsbook surveillance video, indicated that a person who placed the bets was communicating with said head coach, Bo Hannon, at the time of the wow. bets. Man. Multiple sources have said this now in direct contact mm. with ESPN. Mm. The school announced by athletic director Greg Byrne that they initiated the termination process for Bohannon and, among other things, violating the standards, the duties, and responsibility expected of the university employees. Does that sound familiar to you? Hmm. Um, certain things in the contract yep. that, that was written there for those reasons, that if you're not doing things that are exemplary for the university, you are no longer going to be employed by the university. So Alabama's head coach now will be Jason Jackson. He will serve as the interim baseball coach. The funny thing about it is as you start looking at it, this is what happened. And there's a backstory to this particular pitcher as well. Alabama's schedule starting pitcher that day. His name was Luke Holman. He was scratched before the LSU game due to tightness in his back mm. and was replaced by sophomore Hagen Banks, who hadn't started a game since March 16th. Uh-huh. <laughs> you throw him in there, you get a late scratch, somebody goes over there and realizes that this is happening. Coach makes a phone call to his buddy and say, hey, my starting pitcher is not going to be in the game. Wow. And we're using a guy that hadn't pitched since March 16th. Mm. Hence, people start paying attention to it. Lines change. You get the bet in before they make the decision. And then all of a sudden, here you go. Unbelievable. It is an unbelievable story. And this is something that we have talked about amongst ourselves numerous times about how is this going to be governed? where you can bet pretty much anywhere at any time, and if you have direct contact like this and you've got insider information, that will lead you to these situations mm. right here. And it's something that I know it's, it, you want to look at the overall thought process of it all, where it's going, how's it going to play out, where are we going to make this happen, that happen. We're dealing with 18 to 22-year-olds. I mean, sometimes 26 now because you got all these years left. You got all this other stuff. But when the coaching staff wow. is the one that is involved, 
The coaching staff, I told you this, one of the worst sayings that I ever had that I was so pissed off about was when a coach told me I have the power of the pen. That was the thing that always drove me nuts because it's like you were controlling my future. They are. Well, technically, Mm. he was controlling his pocketbook Mm. because of the insider information that is being told. Now, this is a a crazy deal because now I'm sure that the integrity of the baseball game that is involved, you're going to start looking at how of the different people – are involved, different situations, scratches, and different things that are happening. Now it's going to put more of a spotlight on the gambling when it comes to college baseball. Mm-hmm. As I said yesterday, it's not something that I look at and try to to wager on just because it's so difficult to figure out. But there's a lot of people that do it. There's a lot of people that have fun doing it. But when you get involved with this situation – it uh it changes the way people viewed the game. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey said Wednesday that the conference is uh, also investigating the situation. We are to quote him. We are aware of the reports related in the suspicion of the wagering at Alabama baseball games. We will continue to monitor available information and any regulatory activity. Now remember Alabama. Also had the scandal with the basketball team yes, they did. with the death mm-hmm. of, of of people shooting yep. at uh, people away from the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, away from the basketball court. So now Alabama is dealing with a whole nother situation. And maybe that's why Nick Saban made his comments about, man, how to kick the person off the team. We're not going to no tolerance and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Maybe he knows some things that were going on. And looking at the other side of the program, because now his program will be under investigation Damn. as well. That is, uh, I mean, it's so crazy. It's, yeah, it's going to be a movie. It is mind blowing. Yeah. Because I, I wonder how deep this goes, how long this has been going on. I mean, obviously they just red flagged it. And when it was at least red flagged to the point where it became public knowledge, right. they, it, it, they the must role, have been monitoring this for a while. That's why I, I would like to know when they started monitoring yeah. the situation yeah. and what are the patterns that were identified. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, oh man, how much was he making? It, he was the, the head coach was making two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year. Do we know how much these bets were? No, I, we do not. Like, it's not worth it. No matter no, no, what no, he's no, talking no. about, no, it no, ain't no, worth no, it. No. no matter how much money he was betting or making, not worth it. I'm just curious in his mind how he justified. Risking it all, right? Pretty much, just you just risked it all for for yourself to be. I mean, let's be honest. Is it truly worth it to to wager? Not he may not have even been the one wagering. Yeah, it. we don't even know. Yeah, yeah. He may not have been the one wagering it, and now you are telling someone something. Does this person have something over you? Was this somebody mm-hmm. that you know is holding? Uh, uh, some information that might be detrimental to you, and boom, here you are. Yeah. Somebody just said, I heard it was a $150,000 bet on a college baseball game. Yeah, that'll red flag some. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's not something that you normally wager. Yeah, who bets that much money on college baseball? Hey, I know some you. people betting a lot of money on a lot of sports, and, but yeah. come on, man. What? And it's normally football, though. That's, if that's true, 150 g that's... Come on, well, that's and, excessive. And right before the game, <laughs> right? Like not when a, the scratch happens. Yeah, not not 
um, not a week before where they're like, well, that's crazy bet, but I guess he thinks they're going to – like he just wants mm-hmm. to watch this game. Yeah. yeah, and the funny thing about it, the kid who got scratched from the start, I played against his father in yeah, double yeah. A. How how do you always everyone? I say harsh knows every damn I'm telling body, you. man. And there was an we just had because we just had an anniversary of the fact body. of when I faced his dad uh, when I was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, double A team. We we played against them, and his dad was the reason why I flipped back over to the right side to back because I was switch hitting during that time. And I literally just told this story the other day. And I and men, the buddies that played on that team, were talking about his son and realized that his son was pitching for Alabama. And then this story comes out, and I'm like, they just scratched the kids that, that I know his father. Hmm. Just so happened that this happened. I'm on a text thread with his dad just the other day. I thought you were going to say that the guy who took the bet was from the 254. No. <laughs> I would, hey, trust me, because I would have been a part of that thing right there, dog. <laughs> he that, doesn't have any 254 ties except for me. What but is yeah. the Alabama athletic director? Oh, oh man, Greg Byrne, is, he's going through it right now. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, did you, did you even mention they, that the transfer they had coming in, that they had to pull out and – Take back his his offer after he got arrested. He got arrested. That's right. It just happened too. There, there was a transfer that was coming to the basketball team oh, that had some no. gun charges or something on him, yes. and they had to be like, "No, no, no, you're not coming now." Yeah, you right. can't come now, brother. Yeah. We, we yeah. got a lot of bad. We, 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 we got a little heat on us right now. Yeah, yeah, literally. They got <laughs> the, 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 he got that heat on. They got that heat on you now. Uh, you, that is, I, man, I cannot believe yeah. that this that, that that athletic program has. That NATO, well, it's not the NATO story, but of course the story about the Alabama basketball yep. program being, you know, connected to a murder, um, and yep. then of course now this story you're talking about, you know, a direct connection. Now maybe direct. just one one degree of separation essentially yep. from the actual Bama baseball program and allegations of them being involved in gambling on games. Yeah, it's deep, man. Obviously. And it's, it's probably going to get a lot deeper as well because of... <laughs> this might be the text of the day, gentlemen. Might be the text of the day here. All right, texter. This that is, is good stuff is right good here. Right there. How about this? I love it. It said, Harge is the first gump of sports radio. I agree. <laughs> Dude just stumbles up at a, all the time. Uh, uh, life is like a box of blue chews. <laughs> Because <laughs> we were just talking about, I remember, we were talking about yeah. the running back uh, Zach Charbonnet, Charbonnet yeah. that was drafted. Yeah, uh, they were, and you ran was like, oh yeah, I know his daddy. He was yeah, like, his what dad, are you doing? Yeah, his what dad you? was my teammate. Like, we just, yeah. we just ran. matter of fact, he was on the team with that dude that <laughs> I hit the home run against. He was on the team with, me with that dude I hit the home run against. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, that is so true, Texter. Yeah. That is a great. <laughs> that is a great point, Texter. Oh that my is a goodness! Great point. You really? I don't know how hard things are doing. I would say he knows every damn body. But the Forrest Gump of sports radio. <laughs> That is, that is funny. That is a great text. That is, that a, is great a great text. text. That is fantastic. <laughs> uh, all right, but no, I, I'm with you. I think every league. I'm, I'm talking about professional, yep, and yep. You know, of course, at the college level, they're now they have to be having these conversations behind the scenes that we want all of the, you know, the financial windfall that's coming from mainstream sports gambling and it becoming more of a common thing for all 
uh, really all Americans, really, yep. just to become uh, more comfortable gambling on sports. That's why it's become legal in a lot of states around the country. And it is bringing a ton of local revenue, tax revenue. And the NFL knows it's going to bring a ton of revenue for the NFL. And every sport, by the way. Even Adam Silver's talked about that. The downside is you know more of these stories are coming. Oh, for sure. More of these stories are coming. The question, now, the, That's why the NFL has decided anything having to do with gambling, we're coming down with you. We're coming. We're bringing the hammer down on you. Right. All right. We are going to try to deter as much of this gambling and the, the them being comfortable with gambling yep. as possible because we know our players are gambling. We just want to put the fear of God in them that while they're playing, they should just decide I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Unless you know all of the rules. Remember the Detroit Lions guys got in trouble for just gambling at the facility. They weren't even gambling on the NFL. Just gambling at the facility. Yep. There are lots of rules against it, and the NFL does have software tracking all these players, and they have arrangements, if you will, with all of these different you know, agencies and these different uh, booking agencies, I guess they are, yep, bookies, yep, yep. essentially all of these gambling sites. So they'll know when there are players who are gambling. But there will be more of these stories. This ain't, I mean, the NFL It's now, not over. We're already starting to see it pick up yep. a little frequency in the NFL. Yep. It's the last couple of years we've had a couple of these. Yeah. And it's going to happen more often. It just is. It is happening quicker than we think. So, and the fact that they keep building these casinos and these sports books in sporting arenas. Exactly. Like, okay, I guarantee you, you're sitting there going like this, and you're like looking at it the entire time and saying, "Boom, here you go. I can go in there and place a bet ASAP." That's crazy. It is crazy. All right, we uh, we. Are aware, uh, ladies texters. and gentlemen, texters yeah. of the news. Um, we'll come back and discuss that. Um, I don't think it's a, just to talk about it right before the break, and then he'll hit the break. I don't think it's yeah. the right time to do it. It is some sad, yeah. unfortunate news, and uh, we will have that discussion and talk about that on the other side. So, uh, yep. good harsh knock life there. You want to uh, ruin the harsh knock life with that news either, because that was good stuff. Yep. Uh, we'll come back and discuss on the other side right here on Ball Don't Line, wonderful nine the horn. D.D. Magadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain to income. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, it's time for Off the Record, but this is um, very unfortunate, sad Off the Record. So according to several sources, um, got it from TMZ as well, and we have obviously been in communication with some folks behind the scenes too about this. Uh, Lance Blanks, lifetime Longhorn Lance Blanks, uh, Texas basketball, te- played Texas basketball here, um, was a legend, um, and also was a general manager, a front office executive in the NBA for the Suns, uh, was also a scout for the San Antonio yep. Spurs yep. for a really long time. Um, the report is from TMZ that he, is, he has passed away, that he has died. A spokesman for the Dallas County Medical Examiner's Office in uh, Texas tells TMZ uh, that Blanks passed away on Wednesday. Um, a cause and manner of death are not yet known. Um, it is said that obviously uh, the results of the coroner's report are still pending of the exam. Um, so 
still waiting to see what the cause of death is right now. We don't know that. So uh, obviously our thoughts and prayers are with his family and with those who are close to Lance Blanks. A lot of people in this community are uh, very close to him as well. So uh, heartfelt condolences. Because uh, that is devastating news. He was only 56 years old. Yeah. That's the um, the man. part of it right there where people are used to seeing Lance on the on the sideline on LHN games. You got a chance to see him on ESPN after his playing career and after his front office stuff. And just he seemed to have, be a beacon of life. And uh, always had something kind to say to all the people that he was always around. It is a, a very, very sad day on the 40 acres because Lance was a larger-than-life figure. And if you go back and, you you know, the videos have been posted uh, here recently of an interview that he did with Andrew Jones when he was playing. And Andrew had well, such a great game. The way that they were, you know, really pumping each other up during that time was something that was always there. And you look at this this mm. moment right now and the stories that are coming out and the way that he went about it. Uh, lifetime Longhorn and, uh, Eric Metcalf, a mm. uh, good friend of ours, and he's been on the show with us multiple times. He posted on his Twitter page, everybody hug your family and friends and tell them that you love them. We lost a dear friend and a brother. People are going mm. through things that you never even know about. And it's real, real easy to be wrapped up in your world and doing your things. But sometimes it just takes a hello or how you doing to check on people and just make sure that they're doing well. Not trying to reduce him, obviously, to just his accomplishments on the court. Uh, obviously, he was he was a lot more than that. And yep. he meant a lot more than that to people in this community. Um, but um, his hoops career started at the University of Virginia in 1985, transferred to Texas after two seasons, and then <clears throat> became a legend on the 40 acres. Had two years here in 1988 and 89. Averaged 20 points per game, five rebounds, 3.7 assists. Was inducted into the Texas Hall of Honor. Uh, mm-hmm. In the early 2000s, uh, then it went on to be selected in the first round of the 1990 NBA draft by the Detroit Pistons mm. and played there for several seasons um, for Detroit and Minnesota before yep. um, going into scouting and initially and then uh, eventually into the front office of uh, several uh, NFL teams, including the the general manager job of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah I mean it's devastating news. I mean we were getting some rumblings about this and yeah. I was just hoping you always when you hear something like that behind the scenes you're hoping man I hope everybody's wrong. I hope it's just rumor and conjecture and I hope that was a misunderstanding. Uh, turns out this was not. So our thoughts and prayers with the family because uh, 56. Hell man, yeah. that's young. Yeah, I, you know, I really that's <laughs> I, I, I I'm an old man so I consider that young and it's taken uh, from his loved ones way too soon. Yeah. So. Sorry about uh, sorry about that news. I know that's some very gloomy news to drop on everybody like that, but uh, that is part of the job. So uh, unfortunate news, and uh, sorry for um, all the Longhorn fans out there who knew. I, I didn't know Lance Blanks that well. I'd met him a couple of times, um, yeah. but I know some people who are really close to him. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm deeply uh, sorry for your loss, no question. Okay, we'll come back. Uh, we'll try to get back on track here. We'll get into some uh, NF. Uh, we'll talk Texas football, actually. We'll go behind the burn orange curtain. We have some sound from Sark we'll get to. Uh, we have some rankings from on three about wide receiver rankings. Uh, also, early college football lines. Uh, we'll dive deep behind the burn orange curtain when we come back right here on Ball Don't Line 149.